0: No baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you at right now. It matter what you Five, two, The it's Wrestling Realm day. presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This is episode number 96. Wow. Like I said, we're coming up on 100 episodes. Just a reminder, on the 100th episode, I have a special announcement to make. But also, one of the things that I'll be doing will be doing a Breaking Down the Decade. So I've put some stuff out there on Twitter, on Instagram, well, not on Instagram yet, but on uh, Facebook where I discuss the best wrestler of the decade, the best, um, excuse me, the best wrestler, the best tag team of the decade, the best pay-per-view event of the decade. So I want to know your opinion. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh, it's going to be an open show. It's going to be, you know, what do the people think? No, it's going to be my choices. I'm going to give you my selection, but I will be revealing a lot of the choices that the frequent users and interact interactors of break it down with Brian H have said cuz who knows maybe there may be some agreements only time will tell but you know what before we get into it you know what we're going to do we're going to roll the top rope Going up to the top rope it's time for this week's top rope segment of the week So, the top rope this week, folks, Seth freaking Rollins. He called out the Raw roster. Now, I know a lot of people may be upset with him lately. Uh, he's been having this hard on for CM Punk. He won't really been doing his best to try to lure CM Punk into the ring. And it's not working, quite frankly. But, Raw had the worst showing at Survivor Series. Yeah, sure, they were, they wrestled well. But when it all boils down to, it's about the wins. And they just didn't do well. NXT took over, SmackDown second place. Raw was the third brand. What was once known as the flagship show for the WWE on Survivor Series was the third brand. Especially after last year where they had a clean sweep on the main show. So, He called out the main roster, and he started pointing people out. He pointed out Randy Orton, Charlotte Flair. And I was like, wow, you know what? This is the Seth Rollins I want to see. This is the guy. You know, sure, at first he looked a little cheesy, but he just looked angry. And that would lead to him eventually calling out Kevin Owens, but that led to him getting stunned. And we had that matchup in the main event. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Now... Side note, Kevin Owens was on Corey Graves' podcast this week. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But one of the things he discussed was his main roster matches not really mattering. Now, you know, he kind of came in early. Boom. First match was with John Cena. Next thing you know, he was having epic battles with his boy, Sami Zayn. Before you knew it, he was the universal champion. So I guess it's like, okay, we gave you this much now. You know, coming down here, he tried to... Whole face change of the face of the United States didn't work at all. But um, this is a few that I will find interesting. Now, I would like to see, I wish that in this case, Seth Rollins was the universal champion. That way, this match would matter more. However, I'm interested to see what happens with these two. So, like I said, they had a match in the end, and then simply AOP would come out and join it. It was a team Seth Rollins had called out for not even being at the Survivor Series. But AOP came out there and they attacked Kevin Owens during this match. Now Rollins left. Now here's my issue. I thought that perhaps Seth Rollins was making a full-fledged heel turn and that A.O.P. was joining up with Seth Rollins. I would have loved to see them, you know, do the traditional handshake and Hand raised at the end, that's what I thought would have made sense. Not for Seth Rollins to leave, so a little bit of confusion right there. I can't wait to see what happens next week on Raw. So, moving on, let's go to NXT. A huge celebration. They started off with Russell and Flow uh, coming out there, and he just you know he was rapping the We Are NXT theme music. And you just had the whole roster just coming out celebrating, as they should. They went out there, they dominated the Survivor Series. Not only did they dominate the Survivor Series, they had an incredible weekend at War Games. So, all of this made sense. Then, all of a sudden, you know, we see the Undisputed Era come out there and say, What y'all celebrating for? (laughs) We the ones who did it, you know, um, which... Yes, Adam Cole was victorious over Pete Dunne. Roderick Strong was victorious over Shinsuke and um, AJ Styles. But let's not forget, they lost war games, which led to a tag team championship match. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic would take on the Undisputed Era. Now, it was Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong filling in for um, Bobby Fish. Now... During this match, and I wish I could have got a photo of it to show you, but there was a spot where Keith Lee, when Adam Cole was about to get involved, and Keith Lee just sent him straight into next week, literally two rows back into the audience. Now, I know a lot of people have talked about Keith Lee. Even Triple H put him over on the backstage show. This right here is a step in the right direction. We saw him have the promo skills. We see the NXT crowd behind him. But I want to see what it's going to be like when he gets in front of these bigger crowds. I do believe this is the right direction, though. Um, That move right there is like, wow. You know, just to simply send Adam Cole over, it's something people are going to be talking about for weeks. now. However, it was so effective that it cost them the match because Dijakovic, was stunned just as much as the announcers was, just as much as the viewers at home were. That, you know what, <laughs> the undisputed era was able to hit their finisher one, two, three, and still the NXT tag team champions. So I'm kind of glad this happened. I don't want to see Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic as tag team champions. I want to see Keith Lee vying for the NXT championship. But before we get there, Tommaso Ciampa, he's made it known. Hey, look, he told his title, as he called her, Goldie. He said, Goldie, daddy's coming. And he said, no, it was in between him and Adam Cole. Suddenly, here comes Finn Balor. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, is Finn Balor really going to join the Undisputed Era? Well, this led to a match. In the main event... And you had to believe that the winner would be next in line because we're still uncertain of Finn Balor's status right here. And they, you know, I mean, what do you expect? These two, you have perhaps, the you have the longest reigning NXT champion and Ciampa describes himself as the guy who made the NXT, who made NXT the A brand. And... The A show. And this is what happened. We get an incredible match. But then Adam Cole comes out. He gets involved. As he gets involved, that allows Finn Balor to get the victory. And they would celebrate. And Adam Cole, thinking he has an ally, kind of let his guard down. And then Balor would hit him with the Pele kick. And just to let him know, no, I'm not your friend. You have what I want. So Balor's came back to NXT, and you had to believe he was not coming to back to coming back to be a fall guy. Finn Balor is NXT. He's one of the greatest champions ever, easily the top five. If they was to do a Mount Rushmore, you gotta have Finn Balor on there. And I think this is the perfect spot for him. And I'm very interested to see. I think we're getting a triple threat match coming up soon. Now, no, we will have a Worlds Collide matchup where Adam Cole and um, Adam Cole and Shayna Baszler will team up to go against the NXT UK Champion uh, and the NXT um, UK Women's Champion. So that's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see what happens there. And then we had we had a match on Monday Night Raw: a Fatal Four Way Match: Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. Rey Mysterio Jr. and Ricochet, the winner, would face AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Well, Rey Mysterio, fresh off of his loss to Brock Lesnar, which Seth Rollins called him out about, said, look, you knew we're supposed to beat Lesnar and bring the title back to Raw. I did it twice. Why couldn't you? So uh, AJ Styles, um, Rey Mysterio will win that match, the Fatal 4-Way match, which will lead him to the match for AJ Styles. And he would once again win the title that he never really lost, the United States Championship. So congratulations to Rey Mysterio just a few weeks ago. He was going to retire. Uh, So clearly that's not in the books as, you know, him and his son Dominic were there to celebrate. So did you see WWE backstage? The game was on there, Triple H. And like I said, he talked about Keith Lee, he talked about how impressive he was. Uh, you know, of course, Triple H was basking in the glory of NXT, but here's the real thing, and I think a lot of people wanted to know where, yes, where, 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 where was CM Punk? That was, you know. But you, I, it was obvious. When Triple H was booked for the show, you knew CM Punk wasn't going to be there because they did say he wouldn't be there every week. So you just knew this was not going to be the case. Um, it, just, it, it just wasn't going to happen. Now, according to the sheets, the viewership was down. It was a 0.1 rating last week, down to a 0.05 rating. Um, you know, I just... I'm not really sure that this show is going to draw as heavy as people think. You know, um, it was 600,000, nearly 600,000 views the first go round. That was the special preview. Then there was uh, the next week, same thing, nearly 426,000 views. Um, But then we started, the first official premiere was 49,000, followed by 100,000 viewers. Last week, 180,000 would pump, and then this week, 121,000 viewers. I think they'll be in that 100,000, maybe 200,000 ballpark. Uh, it's late night. It's Tuesday. It's at 11. It's not like it's coming on right after a show, so it could be a hard slot. I would like to know how would it do if it was on during the daytime. You know, obviously they're not going to give them the 9:30 to 12 slot. That's for Undisputed. Uh, but I would like to know how it do. Say it was like two or three or four. You know, get ready to speak for yourself. Nobody wants to hear Jason Whitlock anyway. I know some people do. I'm just saying. Um, but you know what? I'm going to take my first break. Um, have you heard of Gimme the Book? Well, guess what? The real Dwayne Allen, we like to rebook things. So check out this special preview of our series, Gimme the Book. All right. You know, there's times where. We as wrestling fans, we've watched the product so long, you know, we said, that was just plain stupid. I've said that quite a few times in my day. So, you know, I was thinking, and mainly it's because of you, I was thinking like, man, Wayne brings up this, especially the first one that we're going to do. He always says like, this shouldn't have happened this way. We should have did it this way. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, give me the book. So, I'm going to introduce you guys to a new segment we all call, have called Give Me The Book. And Give Me The Book is where we simply rebook some of the worst WWE, WCW, NWA, whatever, storylines. So, sit back, enjoy, and you know what? We're going to give you the book. Tweet us, how would you have booked this? I don't want to curse, but how would you book this-ish? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> start off. This is the first one. So first gotta, one. the first one's got to be really good. Oh okay. yeah. I, I have a feeling of which what we're going to talk about first, <laughs> but if you know, here we go. We have a, already have a whole show dedicated to this one. Okay. So it's only right. Bret Hart and WCW. Golly, boy. Wayne Allen, rebook this. Okay. We, we we all know how he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't like it. Bret Hart became a weasel in WCW. I hated it. That's mm-hmm. that's I've been on record saying I hate how he was booked because he came in, he did nothing for a year. He he was Hogan. <laughs> Didn't know. All right, and I'm back, so make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Room, the YouTube channel where you can get, give me the book, I know I gave you a little bit right there, find out how would the real Dwayne Allen have booked Bret Hart's run in WCW, now, there may be a little change of heart there, I'll let you know, only time will tell, but um, moving on, so Let's start off with some NWA power. You know, uh, this past week, well, I should say last week. I didn't catch it last week when it aired, so I didn't really talk about it. But I was watching and getting caught up. You know, like I said, I've been doing some traveling. I saw that Melina made her return to wrestling, coming to join Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa as they were in a tag team match against Ashley Vox and, uh, um... NWA Women's Champion, Allison Kay. So Molina did a sit down interview where she explained that she's just tired of the way Allison Kay is carrying herself and that she's not a true champion. And I'm like, man, I'm here for it. I'm interested to see what Melina does. It's been a while. She even brought up the fact how she would revolutionize the business. Said women didn't really pay attention to their entrances as much. And I know I've seen her and Naomi have a friendly exchange on Twitter where Naomi had kind of paid homage to her and said that, you know, she paved the way. So I would definitely love to see where this is going. I'm excited to see Melina back. Um, she was one of my, I guess, low key people I liked a lot. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, "Oh yeah, she was my favorite," because I'm not. You know, she wasn't, but I definitely liked her. I enjoyed her work. So I'm interested to see what happens. Um, she was there during the added the Divas era, and I just don't think she got her respect that she deserves uh, as far as being a wrestler. Um, You know, she's obviously more than just good looks. So, I'm really excited to see Melina back, and I want to see what happens. Um, And I think that there was a tweet out that said, Charlie's Angels has nothing on her ladies. So, um, but yeah, the NWA power, man, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I know I was, like I said, very critical when it first came out. I'm really enjoying the women's division. No shade to AEW. Um, I know Kenny Omega said put out a statement about their women's division and said that he's going to do everything he can to just get it over more. And it's not fair that, you know, the tag team tournament took up a lot of time and they only have a certain amount of time that they have to play with. And he thinks, the you know, he wants the women to be able to take advantage of this platform. The thing is that, um, I don't know. I, I, I got to see what happens. You know, we saw... WWE established uh, their stars, and we saw them use stars from the indies and elevate them. And I think AEW can do the same. I just want to see how they're going to do it. I will admit, I enjoyed the match with The Big Swole and Shanna uh, this past weekend on AEW Dark. Uh, also Kong and Leva Bates, the librarian, that was a squash match. So, I, I see them sort of making progress. I'm just not sure... What they got to do next. So let me know. What do you think? What does AEW have to do. To get you interested in their women's division. Speaking of women. Stay Monday Night Raw. Charlotte versus Asuka. This is a match that I will never get tired of. Sure. I might get tired of Sasha Banks and Sasha. I mean Sasha Banks and Charlotte sometimes. But for the most part. I'll never get tired of Charlotte and Asuka. I think because where Sasha... And Charlotte is Flair Sting. I mean, Flair is Steamboat. Charlotte and Oscar is Flair Sting. And, and you know, maybe, you know, I know people may have, like, what do you mean by that? You know, but for the younger fans, um, I saw, you know, I ain't going to say younger. For me, personally, I saw more Flair Sting than Flair Steamboat. By the time I kind of really got into wrestling, Steamboat was... Kind of like making his way out, where you know, and I said Charlotte and Sasha is making, you know, that rivalry is ending. But you know, from what I read, Charlotte and Sasha really compares to Flair Steamboat because Flair Steamboat was the money, you know, easily each other's best opponents, and a Flair Steamboat rivalry was bigger than a Flair Sting rivalry. That's at least that's what they tell me, Um, and from what I read, it would make sense. So, but, and I know you got Charlotte and Beckett, Lynch, Charlotte, and, um, Charlotte and, uh, Bailey, but I'm trying to step out of the four horsewomen here and go somebody with a different style, a different, you know, somebody totally different, and that's why I look at Charlotte and Oscar. You look at the match they had at WrestleMania, to me, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Um, the match that they had right before this year's WrestleMania when Charlotte took the SmackDown Live Women's title from Asuka. Another incredible match. So they had an interesting match on Raw. Asuka getting the green mist, which allowed her to get the win over Charlotte. That may have been the first time. I was trying to remember. Was that the first time Asuka was victorious over Charlotte? Somebody let me know because I don't recall them happening too often. Um, But... I'm I'm almost certain to believe that this is going to take us right to the chapter of Charlotte and Becky Lynch winning the tag titles from Oscar and Kyrie. Sane. I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to see that. Becky Lynch has enough gold, but that's what it looks like we're getting. Um, and speaking of Becky Lynch, she is the officially the longest reigning women's champion, the longest reigning Raw women's champion. So, um, congratulations to her, certainly, you know, um, so, okay, and I didn't load those in, so it's all good, um, let's move on to, uh, NXT, where we saw Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai taking on, uh, you know, squaring off now, you may remember last week, Candice LeRae, um... Yeah, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai had. Well, no, excuse me, at NXT um, War Games. Wait a minute! Oh, great! <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do pre production and post do add these photos in, and things are getting twisted. No, I haven't had none of the bubbly, but um, you may remember this past weekend on um at. Um, okay, there we go. You may remember this past weekend at War Games, Dakota Kai, Hill turn, when she decided that she was going to take out Tegan Knox. And as she did that, you know, she definitely betrayed her entire team um, by doing so. Um, and, and she really weakened them because it was supposed to be four and four. Her taking out Tegan Knox and then leaving them abandoned. She really abandoned the ship. So we saw her take on Candice LeRae this past week on NXT. And she, after a while, you know, it, the match was kind of sloppy, to be honest with you. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I hate to be that guy. Just wasn't the greatest thing. Just wasn't. Um, but she would take Tegan Nox uh, knee brace that she brought to the ring and hit the uh, Candice LeRae. And that would be it. Uh, so, and then she tried to do more damage. Rhea Ripley would come out there to, for the save. Um, and, you know, she would obviously get out of town. Because don't, don't nobody want to mess with Rhea Ripley. She's right now the hottest woman in the business coming up. Yes, Shayna Baszler got the victory at, excuse me, Shayna Baszler got the victory at um, Survivor Series in the main event. But Rhea Ripley stole the weekend. And she's going to capitalize off of that momentum. Um, we saw Ziya Lee taking on. Ooh, okay, we saw Ziya Lee taking on Vanessa Bourne. After the match, there was, Shay, um, you know, the Shayna Baszler and her goons, um, Maria Shifin, uh, she I'm I can't. I can never say their names. But the three, the three of the four horsewomen of MMA will come out there and that would lead to them attacking Ezri Lee but then Rhea Ripley came out there to the rescue and basically said look Shayna face me one on one let's go let's do it now so that's clearly where we're going I know it looked like Bianca Belair was going to do it it's not going didn't happen not going to happen Rhea Ripley will be the next NXT women's champion she got the pin she reminded her yeah you won in the main event yeah you beat um uh, Becky and Bailey but not only did I beat Sasha and Charlotte I beat you too so uh I'm excited for this I think that's going to be hard hitting I think this is going to be one of the better women's rivalries we've seen in a long time uh you know it's going to be up there with your Sasha and your Charlottes with your Bailey and your Becky's. You know, it's gonna be up there, but it's gonna be different. So I'm really excited to see this. Rhea Ripley, your next NXT women's champion. Let's move to AEW. So Chris Jericho, he celebrated, you know, with a little bit of the bubbly. And he announced his own bubbly line. Uh but and this is you know, I mean, does the, the man just keeps it reinventing himself. But he had Soul Train Mike Jones. I think that's his name. Soul Train Jones come out there with him. We all know him as Virgil or Vincent if you were an NWO person. But, yeah, Soul Train Jones is out there leading the way, leading the celebration. Um, the inner circle would come out there. But one of the interesting things was was Jericho's dad just being a perfect heel. Played for uh, you know one of the greatest hockey players ever to play for the New York Rangers, Ted Irvin comes out there he's shaking hands and then he's giving you know he's making reference like welcome to new york city he's getting that heat and then he gave out custom jerseys to the inner circle so i thought that was great that would lead us to jericho and scorpio sky chris jericho of course he retained the championship but then instead of his music hitting the music of one John Moxley will hit, and that just lets us know where we're going next, folks. Jericho Moxley AEW Championship. It's got to be on. It's going to be on down the line. I don't know when, but I'll tell you this. I think John Moxley is your next AEW champion. They got to pull the trigger on him. I think he can be just as hot and carry that momentum, that crossover appeal that Chris Jericho has been doing. John Moxley could do the same thing. Only time will tell, right? So, but how about this? Allie turning to the dark side. So, Cody Rhodes had a match, a squash match, you know, just kind of get himself going again. But then he was attacked by Butcher and Blade. Now, here's the thing about Jim Ross. He goes out there and he said, we haven't seen these guys at AEW, have we? And I'm like, JR, no. So, you, you just never... Caught him saying stuff like this in the WWE. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you never heard Jim Ross say anything like that. And I know it's a different time, a different era, whatever. But that was just like, ugh, uh, cringeworthy. But, um, yeah, so we got Allie and The Butcher. And, we, you know, now we're going to see a different side of Allie. That's what I'm excited about. I didn't, you know... Didn't like that. I I ain't going to say I ain't like the happy-go-lucky alley because I didn't hate it. But I want to see like the nitty-gritty. And with Butcher and Blade, this is going to be fun. Um, These guys, I want to see how AEW presents them. They're giving us a lot of tag teams, but is there really a lot of room? You know, listening to Eric Bischoff, 83 Weeks, really had me thinking. Like, I understand why he said it's hard to really invest in tag team wrestling when you start looking at the cost and everything. But AEW said they're going to do it. So I got to see. I want to see how they're going to do it. I want to see how they're going to make it worth it. Um, MJF, he is the winner of the diamond ring. He won, He defeated Hangman Adam Page. Of course, he had uh, Warlord with him. Uh, so, you know, now he has that ring that's worth over $42,000. So I want to see, what does this mean? What, you know, besides a piece of shiny jewelry, where do we go from here? So I got to be patient. Uh, I wasn't surprised he won. Uh, you know, Cody... Wants to get his revenge, but now he got his hands full. Wouldn't be surprised if all of them were tied into something together. You know, you just never know. But then you look at MJF; it doesn't seem to be a person who rolls with a big posse. It's just him and this big bodyguard. So only time will tell with that one. Now let's move back to Monday Night Raw. Matt Hardy made his return out of nowhere, sorta. Of. You know, I was like, wait a minute. You know, I thought about it. I was like, not, you know, it's WrestleMania you usually have the night afters. Sometimes the Royal Rumble. Sometimes SummerSlam. Why not the Survivor Series? But uh, he made his return against Buddy Murphy, which was, you know, a decent match. Buddy Murphy is just one of those guys who finds a way. He can just put on good matches. And yeah, if you you watch his match, if you haven't, watch a Buddy Murphy match. This, this guy is legit. Uh, but he was victorious over Matt Hardy. And then all of a sudden, here comes Aleister Black. He had been calling him out. He had been, he'd been wanting to be the guy to fight him. So, Um, Let these guys have a story. That's what I'm all about. I want to see a story. Give me a story between them two. That was the thing about 1999 that made wrestling great folks. That during that Vince Russo era, everything had a story. If you don't believe me, go back, watch WrestleMania 15. There's a story for every single match. No, start with the Royal Rumble right there and lead your way into WrestleMania. I promise you. I promise you'll enjoy it. So, um, speaking of stories, Rusev, Bobby Lashley. So, Rusev violated his temporary restraining order. Wasn't supposed to be in the building this past Monday. Went out there anyway, and that led to him attacking Lashley, and I think he would get arrested. But, you know, there is K coming up this Sunday, um, which will be a house show, but they're going to show it on the WWE Network, thankfully. And Rusev will take on... Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens here it's yeah (laughs) you know that's all I can say about this story so alright but I'm going to go ahead and take my second break just want to give you a quick reminder of what you should be doing yes there's only one person, and that's the realness himself. So you know, you see the BHW, and then you see the TRDA. It's game time, baby. But well, it's not gonna be that simple. No, it'll be a lot of naysayers. A lot of people want to. Learn. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So. Make sure you subscribe to The Wrestling Realm on all platforms. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you like the Twitter page. Make sure you follow the Facebook page. Yeah, I know. I just mixed it up. Uh, I'm a social media guru. That's what I do. So now it's time for Around the Net. Around the Net brought to you by B-Waters Productions, where you can get your photos, your videos, Anything you need done, you let me know, and B Waters Productions will be your one-stop shop. So, around the net, here we go. We start off with, like I said, Corey Graves had Kevin Owens on the podcast. One of the things that stood out to me was Kevin Owens talking about, like I said, his main roster matches versus his NXT matches. And I started thinking, wow, he's got a point. Unfortunately, yeah, he was in the United States Championship picture, but you know, I don't think a lot of people ever scratch the surface and forget when Kevin Owens had that bad match at WrestleMania 33, and Vince McMahon was not happy. If you go back and watch the um, the like the 24, you'll see Owens sitting up there looking very sad because Vince was just like, no, not happy with it. So. That's one of the things he talked about. Another thing he talked about was the Stone Cold Stunner and how he reached out to Stone Cold Steve Austin, asked for his blessing, and you know he even said, well, you know it would have been crazy if he didn't because it's not like anybody owns a wrestling move. But nonetheless, he he discussed that, and then he also discussed um, just the leading up to the NXT Takeover and how nobody got nobody leaked the information that he was going to be a part of this year's takeover. So. That was great. I thought that was phenomenal. Because usually, you know, wrestling journals gotta leak something out. Because we gotta tell the world. That way we know. We're always in the know. But I thought that was good that nobody leaked it out. Um, Some of us knew. We kind of had an idea, I should say. But there's nothing like that pop and that shot when his music hit. And it was him. So... Um and like I said earlier, oh I mentioned Starcade coming up. Kevin Owens will be a special. Uh, he will be having the Kevin Owens show, and a special guest will be the Nature Boy Ric Flair, one of the anchors of the Starcade pay per view, the Starcade brand. So WWE has it. I really wish they would replace TLC with Starcade. If I could, if I could make a list, right, I would say replace TLC with Starcade. July should be bash at the beach, get um, and October should be Halloween havoc. Uh, you know you could replace Hell in a Cell, replace Hell in a Cell, give us Halloween havoc. I like what they're doing with War Games, keep that. You you know you could make War Games a main roster attraction, but you know let the NXT people have that, let the NXT kids or the third brand let them have that. But those are some of the things. I love the Great American Bash. You could you could even bring that back. You know, but. I understand. Maybe I guess they feel they do Bash of the Beach. It kind of takes away from Summerslam. Not really sure. Um, I know Eric Bischoff says that to him, Halloween Havoc was their biggest pay per view. Uh, I gotta go back and look at some of them because you know, growing up, Tony Schiavone always sold us as the granddaddy of them all with Starcade. So that's what I was conditioned to think, even as a child. That starcade was the equivalent to Wrestlemania. So, um, Corey Graves mentioned him earlier. So, for those who may not know, Marlonalo was on commentary this past, um, Saturday at NXT. And he just got, you know, he was making his rap reference. That's what he does. Uh, Corey Graves trying to stir up some stuff with Twitter. He tweets just for the record, guys. I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer. Um, what's her name? Uh, Beth Phoenix. And a former Ring of Honor World Champion on commentary. I imagine they have a lot to offer. The Ring of Honor World Champion being Nigel McGinnis. Uh, then somebody tweeted, him, I turn on an NXT TakeOver. How many Chicago rap references has Mauro made so far? And then Graves tweeted, far, far too many. What would this happen? So Marvin Arlo has been uh, very vocal about his mental health struggles and his bipolar uh, depression. This caused him to delete Twitter. And from, you know, Word on the street, this caused him to delete Twitter. And he he took some time off. He wasn't there. I, you know, I wish he gets well. I hope he gets better. I hope he, you know, can help... Oh, he seeks the help that you know, continues to get the help that he's been getting. Uh, Corey Graves issued an apology, that was what he opened up his show with. Say he was just trying to stir up heat. I feel like at this point, he knew better. He knows Marl way better than I do, and probably ever will. So, I feel like he kind of knew, but then again, you know, maybe he didn't. I'm going to look on the other side. Perhaps he didn't. Perhaps he didn't know that something, the slightest little bit, could have set him off. So I don't know. Um, You know, I just hope they get everything worked out. Uh, Congratulations to Lana. Lana announces that she signed a multi-million dollar deal to remain with the WWE. So, um, clearly, Lana is the best Lana number one. You know, Vince McMahon keeping her there. Clearly, I want to see what they have in store for her. I wouldn't see, put it past seeing her in WWE films or seeing her have a bigger role in the Total Divas and perhaps getting her own show. Uh, the bad boy, Joey Janela, tweeted, didn't get on my flight for AEW Dynamite tonight. He tweeted that on November 26, two thousand. 19. Um, yeah, didn't get on my flight for AEW Dynamite tonight. I'm not going. Nothing was addressed about the way I was eliminated from the match last week. I'm losing all the steam I created on my own through 14 years of hard work. Write these wrongs and answer the phone. Already, trouble in paradise seems like an AEW. Now, um,. I know Joey Janela was kind of one of the bigger signs, one of the earliest signs, one of the first signs that they announced. And I believe he was signed while he was still injured. So I'm not sure what's happening. Um, I can tell you this, that if I'm a casual wrestling fan, there's nothing that jumps out to me about Joey Janela. Um, sure, he does a lot of cool moves, but, you know, if I'm just, like, turning on the channel, it's like nothing is going to make me stop and say, oh, i want to look at that guy and I'm, and I'm not trying to be overly critical here, but far as I see, it's just a bunch of spots. So I don't know. I want to see what happens now. Of course, this tweet was one that was deleted. Um, you know, I found a screenshot somewhere as I was reading, doing my research for the show. But um, it's unfortunate that nothing can be addressed face to face. Maybe he should have got on the flight. I don't know. Um, but it could be some frustration. I. I really don't remember how he was eliminated. I guess he felt like he should have had a bigger elimination. Who knows? Um, WWE2K20. I know a lot of people have been very critical about this game. But I don't think you can be critical about the fact that they're donating money to the Leukemia Foundation. So, congratulations. Uh, Well, I should say a huge shout out to them. Um, a lot of money was spent on this video game you know it was the um, special edition it was 130 bucks that I got but um, they decided that you know they're going to donate some money so I'm you know happy to purchase this game and see that some of the money I purchased will go towards it hopefully um Ray went on Instagram uh, you can follow her on Instagram at I am Ray. and she basically addressed the situation about her leaving AEW. And one of the things she said was nobody made her leave. So, she wanted to make sure she cleared that up because a lot of people were blaming Brandy Rose, and Brandy even replied in a tweet saying that if she was bullying her, literally everybody would have been speaking about it publicly. So, you know, but she just talked about the different obstacles the things she's going on and things that's going on in her life. And just right now isn't the time for her to be at AEW. And Brandy even replied under the tweet, I love you. for, the, Thank you for this. You know, thank you for sharing. So, um, you know, I wish her well. Hope things get better with her. So now it's time for Wrestling for the Culture. It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Wrestling for the Culture, yeah, I know, I looped it back into the show, it used to be his own show, but now brought it back into the episodes of Break It Down with Brian H. But I'm going to start out with my good friend, my girl, the homie, the one, the only, Ariella Nix becoming the new regional women's champion. So, I mean, she just racks up gold, doesn't she? Uh, and she's certainly the answer to your prayers. So congratulations to Ariella Nix doing what she does. And that's win, 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 no matter what. Then we move on to Carissa Rivera, who went to Puerto Rico and she just, you know, I found this on her page, I follow her at Carissa Rivera, where she just, Brought home more gold. So congratulations to her winning title after title after title. And now we go to some information. You know, this next segment, Black Gold, and in this case, the Breakout Cup, um, brought to you by the Black Wrestling Alliance, which you can follow on Instagram, at Black Wrestling Alliance. We start off with the British Sensation the, OJ, the OJMO, who has submitted his breakout year status by winning the prestigious Rev Pro British J Cup. So, congratulations to him. Then we move on. Rich Swan is the new next-gen wrestling champion. Then Anthony Bennett become became the new SWF live Pro Cruiserweight Champion. Ronnie Nicole recently defeated Ariella Nix to become the new Capital Wrestling Women's Champion. Frankie Pritchard has added the Top Rope Inc. Heavyweight Championship to his resume. Uh, Rachel Chanel becomes a double champion in within a week as she is now the advanced pro wrestling women's champion and let me make sure i got this right and she also became the soar championship wrestling women's champion uh, so congratulations to her she was the first african-american woman to win the advanced pro wrestling women's championship Moving on, we got T.J. A. Moss, Tiger Moss, is the new southeastern of North Carolina outfit fire pro wrestling champion. And then, hold on, make sure I got this right. Okay, then the U.K.'s Austin Jackson has become the new champion of Cornwall, which is based in Ocean County. Wrestling. So, congratulations to all these wrestlers. Uh, the wrestlers of color. Like I said, if you are a wrestler of color and you got content, make sure you send it in so you can be featured on wrestling for the culture. This is something that's just been that's been going on for well over a year. I started this January 2008. 18 I was actually on a business trip when we start off as an article just a publication I would You know write a little write-up about it, and then I evolved it to video So the photo culture did not just start with ACH It did not just start because people were treated bad, but you know I definitely wanted to showcase shout out to my boy a dazzle the same thing with him been doing this thing to start off he wanted to showcase the British champions and Introduce the world I learned a lot Shout out to Aisha Raymond, just you know, one of the people I learned and was able to meet from over in the UK. Some of these great wrestlers over there, and now it's evolved. So, you know, that's the thing. You know, we we, we got to put on, and you know, I put on for everybody. You know, I love wrestling. Now I'm gonna sit up here and say, oh man, I just. Uh, just support this one or just support the blacks, you know, I don't I support everybody. I enjoy the sport. I enjoy the business. So, but that's going to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving. Make sure if you celebrate, make sure you eat safely. And if you're going to drink, drink safely. Um, and then, oh, you know, I didn't do this Sunday. I got to give a special shout out to my mother. Happy birthday to my mother turning the big 60. Now, you know, no not really supposed to share a woman's age, but guess what? 60 is an accomplishment. My mother is 60 years old and doesn't look a day over 40. I hope to look like that when I turn 60. You know, I'm 33. I got some years to go. So, uh, definitely love my mother, appreciate her. If it wasn't for her, none of this would be possible because she supported my passion in wrestling since I was young. And if she was, on the show, she would tell you, make sure you subscribe to The Wrestling Realm on YouTube. Make sure you follow Wrestling Realm on Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Realm. Join the Facebook group. Like the Facebook fan page at The Wrestling Realm. Make sure you are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So long. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.